are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. Six Sundays now, I've looked at empty pews, and I must say that as I walked through this auditorium through the week and on Saturday night at prayer last night, and then today, I look at where you should be sitting, and my heart is aching that you're not here. A lot has happened in six weeks. There's been one of two words that have captured your heart and mine as well. It's faith and fear. A lot of things in my life that I'm not, but one thing I know that God has given me is great faith to believe God. I do have great faith. I know that. So that's proud. No, because with great faith where you have some strength, you generally have some real weakness. And with great faith, Peter, I'll walk on the water, comes great fear, Peter, and he began to sink. I, I, I learned something decades ago. A, a man, a preacher, was so happy and jolly and fired up, and he was preaching here, and he said, you know, I am such a happy camper. But people that are so bombastic and happy also generally have moments of great discouragement by themselves. Faith is believing God. Fear, the word fear, which is found over 500 times in the Bible, is to quake. It's to tremble. In these six weeks, I've gone to work every morning of my life, very early, seven days a week. I've put long hours in, in prayer, in Bible study, in work, and I've been using one verse to set my house in order. I want to make sure that as we get back, I am ready to go, fired up, uh, excited about the things of God. I've had so many messages. I've written out messages. I had them all ready to preach, and then I said, I don't know if that's one. And I just tear them up. I probably should sell, save them, save them, uh, sell them, but um, they're just from Spurgeon's books anyway, so you can get them yourself. But God's given me so many wonderful things. And I've had such moments alone with God of great faith, great faith. And every day, there's been some great fear. And it's amazing how fast you can go from one to the next. Job did. Abraham did. Moses did. Jonah did. Jeremiah did. Elijah did. Peter did. The disciples had that great, great faith, great courage, and great fear. And today I want you to know it's not taken much to put fear in my heart at times. I think I have 99.3%, 4% of people in this church that love me and believe, but I tell you what, there's just a little percentage, and it's an amazing thing what little, little, little heartache they can bring to a life and discouragement they can bring to a life. It's amazing uh, what a preacher uh, can, can put fear in your heart. It's amazing what an email can put in your heart, some fear. Or someone that you love so dearly can 
disappoint you so greatly. And today I want to approach this subject of fear because as we come back to church, I don't want any of us bringing fear with us. I want us to be a church like never before that we don't quake and tremble and, and fear and be afraid, but I want us to be a church that says, by faith, by faith, by faith, we're gonna believe God. But without faith, it's impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I've been quoting so often 2 Timothy 1.7, a college teacher over 50 years ago gave this to me on a second floor in an English class. I'll never forget it. Her husband had passed away. He was a great preacher in the Chicago area. And she said to us that day as a white-haired little widow preacher's wife, she said, I don't know why I'm stopping English class today for this, but the Lord just keeps impressing me on this verse. And there she was, a little trembling little lady, little white hair, stood up there so frail, and she said, but I want you to know, you young boys that are gonna be preachers of the gospel, 2 Timothy 1, 7, for God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but a might and a sound mind. You don't have to fear. I thought if I could just get out of this English class, I wouldn't have to fear. But she helped me that day. That's been over 50 years ago, and I've quoted that verse and quoted that verse, and without exception, every time I quote it, when I'm preaching, when I quote it, that little face comes to my mind. She's long gone by now. Fear, fear, we cannot come back at, with fear. Check it at the door. In fact, don't even come on the property with fear. This is going to be a place God's put us a, a, a great deacons together and great staff together, great school faculty and great school teachers and professors and wonderful staff and wonderful people and beautiful buses and great bus captains and Sunday school teachers. And I want to say, like never before, you great ushers and God's people, let's come back with faith and not with fear. So many lives have been destroyed because of fear. Marriages have been destroyed because of fear. I read this week of a couple have been married over 60 years are gonna get a divorce. And hang on two more days, one of you be dead, come on. Fear has caused that. Businesses fail because of fear. Families fail because of fear. Careers fail because of fear. And, and uh, education and churches have failed I, I, I've studied churches my entire life. I've got an entire area in my library on church work, and churches have failed because of fear. When God has you at the brink of the water and he wants you to get in the water, don't turn back because of fear. Step into the water and wade out a little bit deeper. Now fear comes, and I want you to see real quickly three ways they come, and then I'm gonna give us a remedy. These three thoughts are not uh, very long, but he gives, uh, the devil gives fear, and, and our flesh gives fear, and our surroundings give fear, but I want you to see fear. I want you to see fear in this text of chapter 21, verse 26. Our surroundings bring fear. What we see, look what he says, and there shall be signs, and it's all upward, sun, moon, and stars. There's that star, that wormwood in the book of Revelation, and the sun's gonna be turned black, and the moon and all that's going on in the heavens, and there should be signs in the sun, but not only on the, in, the, in the, uh, the heavens, but look, he says, on earth, and upon the earth, distress of nations. 
I guess we see that today. One nation does not have problems. Distress of nations with perplexity and watch it, and even the sea, the sea and the waves roaring. If we're not careful, our surrounding brings us fear. I'm preaching in an auditorium, there's a few people here, a couple of our staff men. It's all dark out here. If there was someone sitting in the back room, there's not, I, I couldn't see who they are, it's dark back there under the balcony. Balcony one, it's dark. Balcony two, it's pitch dark up there. Side balconies are dark. This auditorium's dark, there's lights right here. And I want you to know that if we're not careful, we look at our surroundings and the things around us and it all looks bleak. It might be your finances, it might be your marriage, it might be your children, it might be your grandchildren, it might be your health, it might be the virus, I don't know what it is, but if we're not careful, all of our surroundings are nothing but dark and bleak. Not only do I see our surroundings, but you notice that storms bring fear. Verse 26, men's heart failing them for fear. Watch it. Looking after those things. What things? The things he mentioned in verse 25. All that's happening. Watch it. Which are coming on the earth. In addition, not only what we see in the verse before, but still what's yet to come. I wonder what's going to come. I wonder what's going to come in California. I wonder if our governor is going to try to legislate the church out. Our only access to you right now, God's people, is the internet. I wonder when they push the button at the headquarters on our churches and say, no religious Christians. We don't want them. Bingo, it's gone. It won't take much. And if we're not careful, we get fearful. I get fearful looking beyond the present into tomorrow. Fear not tomorrow. God is already there. God knows what tomorrow is. The kids, the, 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 the family just sang and he talked about that day, that, that day had come. I wish they would have written it down. When they sang it, I thought, my goodness, the day that, that the day was come that he saw before eternity, this was the day. I've longed for this day. I've waited for this day. And this is the day I get to die for the sin of mankind. This is the day. Our surroundings bring fear. The storms that arise, I'm talking about a car accident, it just arises. I'm talking about the doctor say, I need to see you in my office. Could you be there Monday? And I want to tell you what we found and what we need to deal with. That's a sudden storm. A, a child that just makes a wrong decision and breaks their heart. Or a grandchild or a dear friend who has not been betrayed by a friend. Judas was a friend of the Lord Jesus. He was at the table, he was the inner circle. And these things happened suddenly. I've been in church all my life, and it's a long time. I've been in churches throughout my life. As a boy growing up and in college and on the staff of two churches, then here, and I've watched, watched deacons get sideways in church work. I've watched staff members get sideways. I've watched deacons' wives get sideways. 
I've watched staff mates get sideways. I've watched the insurrection mounting in churches across America and hear about it around the world. I've got so many preachers I'm t- that are texting right now. I said, Brother Trevor, I want you to pray. We got, some, we got some trouble in our church brewing. Got some difficulties we're facing these days. I want you to pray. It looks like there's going to be an exit. Looks like some folks are going to leave. It looks like there's problems ahead. And they rise up suddenly. By the way, I want you to know also that sudden, sudden things like uh, the virus comes on to us. Can't handle that. Our surroundings, our storms. You say, well, Brother Chamber, we got one of those governors. He hates God. He's not going to open this thing up. There was a man, I don't know if you know this person. He was running around. He had papers in his hand, hailing against the church, imprisoning and consenting unto the death of Christians. And God said, hey, 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 son, enough's enough. Today is the day you're going to get saved. And he was struck with blindness on that road to Damascus. And he looked up, said, Lord, 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 called out to God. And as he called out to God, the man got saved and he wrote pin most of this New Testament. That man could have been a governor. But God said, I don't want you touching my church like that anymore. God's in control. And then of course, our fear comes from Satan who's walking up to and fro seeking whom he may devour. 1 Peter 5 eight. Uh, Have you considered my servant Job one who fears God, one who escheweth evil, an upright man, his name was Job, and Satan said, I can't touch him. And God said, you can. He'll, 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 he'll make the test. He'll go ahead. He'll pass the journey. He'll, he'll be okay. And he lost everything. Lost his possessions, lost his children, 10 of them, and their mates, and their houses, and their cattle. And he lost his wife, and he lost his health. And it went through a time of fear. And she said, once you curse God and die, he was able to call down his wife. said, oh, no, we're not going to do that. But shortly thereafter, he says, I, I despise the day I was born. He had fear. But you get to chapter 42, and he says, I, but I know that thou canst do anything and everything. So we have this fear. And it comes, we can say other things, but it comes from storms, it comes from surroundings, it comes from Satan, it comes from self. We get to dwell on all the negative. I guess that's why, and I know a lot that's going on, people tell me all the time, but I'm so glad I don't know how to do this social networking thing. I, I, I couldn't take it. I, I, don't, I could learn it, I guess. And I'm not saying you're wrong for being on it. I know it can be a tool for good. But in my life, it would not be a tool for good. People say things like this, and they say, well, you, and they'll tell me things that are posted about me or this church. Or they'll tell me videos. They'll tell me things that are out there. And it just, man, it eats my lunch. It just gets me. And I'm so glad I don't know how to look that stuff up. I could, you could, maybe you could do it without discouraging you, but it would discourage me. I find that 
like an engine is so tuned, I have to so fine tune. I have to stay just, I think of my blessed redeemer because I can get sideways really and nobody loves me. Everybody hates me. How many eat some worms? Big, fat, juicy ones, long, skinny, slimy ones, itchy, bitchy, fuzzy, wuzzy worms. I, I, can get, I can get that way, but I don't want to ever live that way. I want to live on the winning side. I want to live, oh, victory in Jesus. I want to live, oh, happy day that fixed my choice on thee, my Savior and my God. And so if I, if I don't want fear in my life, what must I do? It's very easy. One, the scriptures. Great peace have thou, love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. I want to have peace. I don't want to have fear. I love the, the scripture where it, it, uh, the, the, uh, the psalmist says in Psalm 27, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom, whom shall I fear? When we get our attention on the scriptures, I tell you this book is such a powerful book. I love it. I read it. I feed on it. I study it. I want more of the Bible. I want more of the Bible in me. Well, God says he'll bless me if I just read it, Revelation 1-3. He said he'll bless me if I just keep the Bible. He said he'll, he'll bless me if I just hear it read. I never like the Bible read to me. I just don't, I, we have it on a radio station and, and I just, we have someone reading the Bible. I've never enjoyed having someone read the Bible. And one day I was in my car and it came on where the Bible was gonna be read to me maybe 15, 20 years ago. And I was gonna turn it to another station. I, I don't dislike the Bible. I just don't like people reading it to me. And God brought to my attention that verse that he'll bless me if I hear it read. I have since that day never turned it off. And when we began our station, I said, we're going to have daily where the Bible is being read because God will bless me if I hear it read and God will bless me if I keep it and God will bless me if I study to show myself approved unto God, a workman that need not be ashamed. God will bless me. He will put his blessing if I meditate. This book of the law shall thou meditate in day and night. God's, God's, God, God's word is so powerful. It's the greatest book of all books that's ever been written. I have such a tremendous library. But I'm finding as I've grown older in life, I was with the preacher, he died at age 68. And he said, I, I, I remember the meeting, he said, uh, the older I get, I've given most of my books away. And at four o'clock in the morning for four hours, I get up and I read this book right here. And I spend my life in this book. And quite frankly, I thank God for all the books I have. And I love books. But he said, I want you to know this, that this book is the book I need. I love the old Bible. This book will give you faith and not fear. I want you to know how I can cast out fear through the scriptures. I want you to know how I can cast out fear through the Savior. He said in the Gospels, fear not, little flock. I think of my blessed Redeemer. Oh, what a Savior. How much time are you thinking about him? Oh, I know we do at Easter and Christmas. But if you would, at the end of the day, look at how much time we've been on our social media and how much time we've thought of our Lord Jesus. Who would be ahead? I think we're spending more time here and this right over here is not even, this is not inspired. This is. Think of how he came so far from glory to reach down and rescue a sinner like me. And he reached down and when my Savior reached down for me, oh, what a Savior. 
Man of sorrows, what a name for the Son of God who came. Ruined sinners to reclaim. Hallelujah. What a Savior. I'll tell you how I can have victory over fear, the scriptures. I'll tell you how I can have victory over fear, the Savior. I'll tell you how I can have victory over sin, uh, over uh, fear, a song. A song. Christians that are living in faith and walking in faith always are singing. They have a song. I have a song that Jesus gave me. It was sent from heaven. In my heart there rings a melody. He put a new song in my heart. And when a person has walk, is walking by faith and not by fear, it's just automatic to start whistling. It's automatic to start humming. It, it's automatic to be able to uh, want to serve the king of kings. He puts a song in there. And sometimes in the midst of my fear, I say, oh, dear God, I have some fear. And right now, I haven't heard myself singing much today. And I want God, you to help me with this fear. I don't want to qu- tremble. I don't want to quake. I was thinking of my precious dad today. And as I thought about early this morning, how that he allowed me to help him in life as he got older with different things and finances and his future and, and, and his driving and those things. I, I never knew I never tried to be cruel to my father, but I never knew what a difficult moment that must have been in his life. You take time for older elderly people. They're a little slower when they're getting into the car and you wait and you wait and they're a little slower backing up and they're a little bit slower getting on the road and they're a little bit slower doing some things and they might be doing these for the last days of their life. You'd be a little bit slow when your dad that repeats himself three and four times. Be a little slow to react. And, and I'm glad I had a father that always had a song. Even in his elderly years before he passed away, you'd go to see him and he'd still be singing. And my wife so often would go to see him and she could get him singing in a heartbeat. And a lot of times he would be not remembering everything, but you got to those hymns and he could start singing every single word. Let God put a song in your heart. You say, well, I've got so much fear. Well, then figure out a song and say, I'm going to sing this all day. And you can sing it like Brother Martinez said on Wednesday night. You can sing, I'm on the whining side, or you can sing, I'm on the winning side. I don't want to have fear. So I'm going to have to get to the scripture. I don't want to have fear, so I have to get to my Savior. I don't want to have fear, so I have to get to a song. I don't want to have fear, so I have to have a shout. Rejoice in the Lord always. Flipping 4-4. Here's a man that had a shout. Dear people, as you come back in these doors, hopefully in a matter of a few weeks, and we walk in here, bring a shout. Oh, I can't wait to hear that first song. I wonder what it's going to be. I wonder, I've got them all written down. I wonder if it's going to be how great the heart or uh, the song, Great is Thy Faithfulness or Blessed Assurance, Jesus is Mine. I know we're going to be singing that. We're standing on holy ground. 
And I'm telling you what, when I'm out front and I'm watching people come in and those cars are coming in and the families are coming in and the widows are coming in and the Uber drivers and the Lyft drivers come in every Sunday and the special service vans come in and I begin to see God's people come and the ushers bring them in and put them in the right place and the choir comes in, the orchestra comes in and we begin, it ought to be praise God. I'm excited to be back in my home. Church! Something happened to me. Well, I've been preaching this empty auditorium except for a few preachers here. I walk around a lot these days. I, I want to take a hike and run around this auditorium. I hear these people saying, I hear the announcements, I'm fired up about it. I'm excited about it. And we might become running Baptist church when we're done here. We're not coming back. Well, praise God. Things are hard. Things are, hey, forgetting the virus that's behind. We're coming back to church to shout, praise God. Hey, park it right there, preacher. You've been preaching for two hours. Keep it going. And I just want to say this. On that morning back, the big service at 1030, as we had gathered together, there is no clock. We're going to have a service that day. I'm so thankful for a shout. I'm glad I'm part of a church where the shout has not died out. And I want to tell you what else helps me with my lack of fear. When I have fear, when I get fear, the saints of God. Every preacher I get to hear, heard my brother-in-law preach this morning. And I get to hear my brother-in-law, Mark Swanson, and I get to hear Brother Calvin Swanson there before us. They're in the Midwest. They preach about 30 miles apart, Berean Baptist Church in Wisconsin, Berean Baptist Church in Illinois. Great men of God. And I tell you what, they, along with all the other preachers I hear, say the same thing like I say. We, they're looking at we miss you folks so much. And I speak on behalf of these men of God that are with me. We miss our church so much. And I tell you, the saints of God, let's covenant together. And let's covenant in your church. You're never, never going to write a negative letter again to anybody. You're never going to send a negative email. You're never going to start as a hireling your own crowd. This is God's institution. Oh, I, tell you, I look back through history, I can tell you all about the saints of God that have such a bearing on my life. I've loved them so much and God's people have been so good to us. So good to us. It's amazing. I was writing in my prayer time this morning, just writing it down. People have come by the house with cookies and with bread and with desserts and with pies and with cards and with notes and coloring sheets from kids. They've come by with a gift card. They've come by with a flower or a plant. They've come by with brownies, chocolate brownies with walnuts, and that's the way you do it. And they've come by with, with a salad, or they come by with this, or they come by with that, and they come by and they send an email, or they send a text, or they send this, and you know what? Then some, some crankcase sends something else. I'd take this crowd over here. In fact, I hope we're out of church a little bit longer because my porch is so awesome. People stopping by all the time. 
They'll bring something by and say, hey, here's something. Our, our boys made this video. Maybe you'd like to watch it. And we watched it and we laughed. Oh, I tell you what, it's the saints of God are so great. I know I'm out of time. I like what the Bible says in 1 John 4, 18. Perfect love casteth out fear. What's that talking about? A, a love is a, a kindness and a sweetness. And when, when, when we as God's people put sweetness in our heart, we don't need bitterness. We don't need harshness. There needs to be a sweetness to every group of people. The little children. Suffer the little children and come to me. All ages from the youngest to the eldest. There needs to be a sweetness about the people of God. I've pastored people through these years that I don't think they'd even be capable of being unkind. They're just so sweet. All of you men know of someone like that as several someones. They're just sweet. They're just kind. They're they're never alarmed. They're never upset. They're never uh, high maintenance. They're not drama. They're just sweet people. Come back that way. A Japanese soldier. The war was on. And he went AWOL. Wound up in a place called Guam. And you may have read of this sometime in your journey. But as he got there, he didn't want to fight in a battle. And he found himself a cave. And he moved into that cave. And in that cave he stayed during all the daylight hours. At night he didn't try to go to the waters or somewhere to find some food for the day. And he'd make his food. He stayed in hiding. Because he was so fearful that he was going to be found and taken back. And spend the rest of his life in bondage in a jail. Well, guess what, son? You were in a jail already. He stayed a year, never talked to a soul. He stayed five years, never talked to a soul. He stayed for 10 years and never talked to a soul. He stayed for 15 years and then 20 and then 25, then 26, 27, and 28. 28 years hiding, living in fear. Two hunters stumbled upon him. And he was just threadbare. The things he had on was just awful. And he tried to make some things with some of the vegetation that was there to cover his body. And they said to him, sir, the war's been over for 28 years. You don't need to be in hiding. And he began to speak to them and they'd be able to communicate somehow that he was in such fear. But they said, the war is over. He wasted his life by himself in a cave, never seeing sunlight, walking out at the night hours, living loneliness and in fear. I would say to our dear friends that are watching, don't spend another moment in fear. I'm praying in my own life. I'm praying that as those doors swing back open, that I'd be a pastor with great faith, 
for our Lord's sake and for your sake. I'm praying that God will bring us all back with no fear, but rather faith. That we won't let our surroundings and we won't let our, that Satan, we could say, get thee behind me, Satan. And we won't let these storms that will come up shake our faith and shake our fear. For God has not given us the spirit of fear. It's not, that fear is not for God. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.